What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap week seven of the NFL, and we're going to go through it all with y'all boys, the ups and downs. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment what y'all thought of week seven. Let us hear some of the bets y'all was writing, whether you cashed them or you didn't. We want to hear it. I'm Paul. Pick them when I'm concha, and I'm joined with. <laughs> it's your boy, Kev. Water boy, your boy, a.k.a. the nigga whose team won today. <laughs> that was one of the best games, I'm not going to lie. That game, like, kind of stole the one o'clock for me. That shit was lit. I'm not going to lie to you. Did I see us driving down? I thought I'm when, – when we, I was happy that we just got to stop at the goal line. So I was like, all right, bro, let's, let's take this bitch in OT. Fuck it. See us in OT. But nah, my dog said, yo, that young Hoku. I'm on the podcast right now. Young, that young Hoku. Young Hoku. Well, hey, I thought when Baker broke that bitch for 30 yards. Bro, I was hot. I was like, oh, this is this is this is the how they're gonna win it. I, I, I did I didn't feel good about it at first. I was like, this is one of my locks. But then when he broke that bitch for thirty, I was like, yeah, this is how I win. This is how we do it. That's that bullshit. I was bad, but like, damn. I guess that's the first game we talking. Yeah. How do you, let me talk the talk your shit, Kev? Falcons getting the win in Tampa Bay, sixteen thirteen, nail biter. See, look, right, I want to talk a bunch of shit, but then I can remember that, like, there are people like Kyle that paid to go to two games in a row, and they lost both of them. So I'm, like, happy Kyle was in attendance, got to see his busty ass. Happy that bum-ass Eagles fan, Sham, was in attendance, paid money to watch us bust their ass, but it was a I good game. I refuse to argue with Sham anymore. Yeah, he's a Bucks he fan. Yeah, a Bucks hat on and everything. He ain't no, he ain't no Eagles fan. So, nah, for sure. But it was cool. It was a great win. I just, like, I thought it was crazy that we just kept getting fucked up at the goal line. There was the Drake London to stop at the one. I, it wasn't even a one more, like, the one, like, the, the half line, the half yard line. And then motherfucking that Desmond Ritter, though, when he knocked it out in the fumble. And then it's not even, like, it's down at the one. It's a touchback. So it goes back to the 20. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But their offense couldn't do shit until that last drive. That was the only time their offense looked somewhat in sync. Because our defense was holding Baker, looking, making him look crazy. Um, I, I feel disrespectful for forgetting Brad's name. But number 27, when he got that pick after that after um that bullshit-ass fumble, I was like, that was the meanest, that was the meanest ball, don't lie, <laughs> as play I've ever seen. So we looked fucking – I want to say we looked great. I think we still had – we're still doing dumb shit. Like that delay of game we got at the goal line was crazy. <laughs> like, Multiple like, weeks. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this? So, motherfucking, I think we still have a lot of um, room to improve. I got to do my research to see what the fuck happened to Bijan because he didn't get like a top – he only got like one touch in the fourth quarter. I got to see what happened. But it was a good game. It was exciting. I would say shout out the Bucks, but fuck them. But I will say it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I took the Riddler over an interception, which didn't cash. He did get three fumbles. And I was pissed. I was like, bro, he he turned over the ball three times. So I, I was in that right area. I just got the wrong uh, turnover. No, nah, that shit is crazy. Three fumbles is insane. Yeah, 
but I mean, overall, this is just the Falcons' way of playing. Uh, they have a top ten pass defense, top ten rush defense, and even whenever the offense is struggling, they're they they're pulling out these close wins, and that's just kind of their attitude. I feel like. Facts. I will give respect to the um to the um to the Bucks defense because they was stopping around like a motherfucker to like. At, in the fourth quarter, Tyler Agri had like twenty yards, twenty on rushes for like sixty-four yards type shit, or like fifty-nine yards. It was insane. Like we're trying to run this bitch, but like we're only getting two, three-yard games. Yeah, and Mike Evans continues to be like one of the biggest draft steals in fantasy football. People are getting yeah. sixth round, and he's just every week in and out producing. I respect it to an extent. <laughs> Next game on the slate. Uh, we talked the ass whooping in Baltimore, thirty-eight to six. They beat the Lions. It was almost at one point. It was looking like it was gonna be a shutout. It was getting real ugly over there. Shit is crazy because I didn't even do my fantasy lineups this week because like I just been running around. So motherfucking, I had Gibbs on the bench, and I was like, this is the one game that he actually scores a touchdown because he gets that garbage time touchdown. But Lamar was styling on their asses. Three touchdowns uh, through the air, one rushing. Like, Lamar was styling. Yeah. I mean, did golf through the interception on a Hail Mary heave type shit in the third quarter. Easy little plus 125 catch on the interception that one. And I'm mad I didn't lock this up because the public was all over the Lions, which was a pure indicator that probably the Lions wouldn't show up. The media loved the Lions. Perfect letdown spot when they're riding high. And Lamar, we are on his ass about he hasn't shown up this year. So, like, I, shout out to Lamar. Nah, America, you see this? You see how Paul got me? This motherfucker's been talking shit about Lamar for, like, the last five weeks. And now, the one week, I'm, I finally be like, yeah, yeah. Coming from back from London, you got to go against the Lions. Pass rush. Nah, 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 nah. This man, and then this man, Paul, doesn't even bring up Lamar on the preview. He only talked about the Ravens defense. And then next thing you know, I see Lamar doing what he's doing. I'm and like, who was winning? Was... I mean, the the reason why not only was Lamar doing this thing, the Ravens defense, they, Jared Goff halfway through the second quarter had like less than 20 passing yards. The run game was non-existent until it was garbage time. They they had lines in a box this whole game where – it set up good field positions for the Ravens also. But, like, over – it was the most dominant performance from, like, a two – like, it's similar to almost how, like, the the Bills did us Dolphins a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I respect it. But, nah, the Dolphins were way more explosive than that Lions team. But, yeah, I'm, I've learned my Lions are cool. But just when they're too high a favorite, just go ahead and fade them every time. And – um. Aiden Hutchinson, I didn't realize how big he was. Huge. He was staying next to Lamar, and he made Lamar look so small. I was like, yo, like Aiden Hutchinson, I might have to see him line up next to Miles Garrett because like he looked massive compared to the other players on the field. I would say wait to the Pro Bowl, but that's AFC and NFC. <laughs> next game on the slate, Patriots shocking the Bills 29-25. Patriots were in the driver's seat the whole game. Got the inter- first pass of the game for Josh Allen, interception, uh, which kind of told the tale of this game. And Mac Jones looked pretty good. They kind of had a chip on his shoulder. 
Patriots defense, even without Matt Judon, put on a clinic to how to contain Josh Allen. He didn't look comfortable the whole game. Uh, it was long drives, nothing big. Diggs didn't do anything till late either. Like Patriots overall, I know it was close, but it was more of the Bills kind of scrambling, trying to get sh- trying to get back into this game. And I give them credit because they definitely got back into the game. Patriots fumble late to set up Josh Allen and them boys again. And uh, but Patriots, oh, I think overall just like dominated this game, even though the numbers don't show it. Nah, I respect it. I mean, well, first off, congratulations, Bill Belichick, three hundred wins, hooray! Third most in big three hundred, third most in NFL history, hooray! Yay, Bill Belichick, cool. But everybody knows. That this game was insane. I don't know what the fuck Mac Jones had in it to him. And like you made it the best. You like you spoke over the game, but that last game when he drive was insane. Like the fact that first off, I'm mad that it took the Bills so many tries to punch it into it. Because Josh Allen really threw a pick on fourth and two, but they called the flag. So then they got him a fresh set of downs. Or they got to replay fourth down and then they got the easy um they got the easy on completion. That was cool. But he really threw a pick that um game four and then dude dropped the pick, but regardless it was a flag. They punch it in and then they punch it in one. They punch it in with dude that caught the ball when they threw it to the running back. He catches it, but the ref but the refs just say, fuck that. Like we're not gonna we, we didn't see that. So then they take some three fucking tries to punch that bitch in with the um with the tush pushing it with the um with on um, with the quarterback sneaking shit. And then I'm thinking this game is over, Paul. I'm like, well, that was easy bet. Time off like the clock. Facts. Like we said, Patriots, Josh Allen never loses, barely ever loses to Bill Belichick. We ain't stressing this shit. On to the next one. And then MacArthur Jones. <laughs> Big Mac. Took that bitch all the way down. I was so impressed. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never, ever been a fan of Mac Jones. But what he did today was fucking impressive. He took that bitch all the way down and got it with, like, what, 12 seconds left? Beat that bitch up. So I'm thinking they finna kick this field goal. I'm thinking they not even stressing a touchdown. Matt had tunnel vision. He said, we'll be taking this bitch down. So shout out to – yeah, shout out to Patriots. They schemed this shit up perfectly. Every – like, every week that boy Pauls proves his point that Josh Allen is a turnover machine. So that was a good game. Now it is the second best game for the five bucks. Yeah, and had me on the edge of the seat because I definitely had the Bills in my suicide league, and the Bills really cost me for another reason. It's fuck the Bills. Uh, the one time I pick them and I get fucking scorched on it. Yikes! Did you even lock up the Bills? No, I didn't lock up because they were over seven. Oh. One of the bigger spreads on the uh, weekend. Uh, but next game on the slate, I got to hear your thoughts on it because I'm definitely going to say mine. Colts versus Browns, 38-39. Browns get the win by one. Late game touchdown to uh, take the lead. But but there was a, def- uh, a fumble. DeForest Buckner picked it up. That gets um, the flag on that. Down on fourth down, flag on that. Uh, like there was multiple times where 
like a big sack flag on that, like multiple times on his last drive where the the refs just kept the Browns drive alive and eventually give give them enough fucking tries, they're gonna score a touchdown. And that's how I felt in the I was like the refs is there. Someone in Vegas made a call because there's no oh, way. I made a call. Right, there was like two ghost flags that just that completely kept them going. And it, it, I mean, this game needs to be investigated because. The refs had money on the game or something because there's no way the Colts should have lost this game. I still covered my plus three, three and a half lock um, or best bet, but this definitely should have been a Colts win in my book right here. Gardner Minshew doing his little shimmy shake touchdowns, doing his thing. Miles Garrett blocking a fucking uh, field goal, jumping over the um, lineman. This game had it all. This is probably the most, uh, this game was long as shit, but it was one of the more exciting ones as well. Bro, this game was long as shit. I'm thinking they're like, I want to say there was a four o'clock game. Damn, they're about to go into the second quarter before this shit was over. And this game was looking like there was a chance it could have went into overtime. So yeah. it was crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and just try to like be just because I picked the Browns, try to make it like defunct that like, yeah, there wasn't some fishy shit going on. The refs the refs played a, the refs really had a they were real active that last drive. I'll definitely give it that. But I'm more shocked that, like, Gardner Minshew put up 305 yards, fucking two touchdowns, and only one pick on this Browns defense, which is a which is on a historic run right now. So, like, that was insane. I got nothing but respect for this team for, for doing um, this Colts team for making this bitch a shootout. And – even though they did do what they did, the Browns defense literally kept this kept this team in the in um in contention to win. Like they only like Kareem Hunt scored two touchdowns, Jerome Ford scored a touchdown. But like and I want to say, both of Kareem Hunt's touchdowns were off the Wildcat. He was getting like straight snaps. Yeah, that shit is dangerous. And the last one was on like fourth down. Was the last was the last play of the game? The game won the same game ceiling touchdown. Mm-hmm. So like I'm. I'm dumbfounded on these motherfuckers. Nothing but respect. This game was long as shit, but it was good. And I think it's hilarious because Sean Watson was one for five, throws an interception. He threw – there was another play where the guy caught the interception, but the ball hit the ground. So he should have really threw two interceptions in his little six throws before he gets hurt. Goes through the concussion protocol. He gets cleared to be able to come back into the game. If the fans can choose to stick with P.J. Walker instead of putting Watson back in there. So call it what you want, but that motherfucker got benched. Yeah, he definitely did. And don't get me wrong, P.J. Walker, 175 yards, zero touchdowns. And like I feel like a lot of those yards came from that last drive. But, I mean, he did what they, he did. He was able to step up big when they needed him. And you can't oh. get mad at him because Najoku did drop that touchdown. He did. 2-0, though, P.J. Walker on the Browns. I respect it. I don't know if it's – um when you texted me and you said, hey, man, fuck, you said, you said, fuck Watson, P.J., P.J., P.J. is the starter for the rest of the season. I was like, eh, I don't see the difference between either or. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Um, next game on the slate, we both took this dog here. Giants getting to win 14-7 over the Washington Commanders. Tyrod Taylor, Shaquan Barkley, 
only 14 points, but at halftime, them boys, like the whole offense was clicking. I mean, they got busy really early. I respect it. But um, they didn't do shit that second half. Nothing, not a damn thing. Neither team did really. I mean, other than the, the one touchdown for the Washington. I mean, you could call it great defense, but no, these offenses just were not. They made they made small adjustments at halftime and kept it moving. I mean, the Commanders had like five different times they could have won this game and didn't and just couldn't handle business. And then when they got the game ceiling, was it an interception? Um, was it again? I know he threw an interception, but he had a couple of plays where he could have threw another interception because Kayvon Thibodeau had that, uh, like, literally a pick six that he dropped. I can't remember if it was the game ceiling, and it was just an incomplete pass, it says. Yeah, it, but, was, uh, a, it was a turnover on downs um, on the Giants' seventh. Seven yeah, but bro, when they fucking fumbled that shit, but I want to say, like, the drive before that where they missed the field goal, they started on, like, the Giants, like, like five-yard line. Kayvon Thibodeau dropped an interception that he could have walked in on. And it was – he Sam Howell threw the ball, got hit up in the air, and it was him all by himself. And he was just – and it went right through the bread basket. But if he would have caught it, he would have been – just walked in for a touchdown. That's Sam Howell got that. sacked, like, six times. Um, Giants defense, like I said, got one interception. There was that drop interception there, and there was another one that was a drop interception by the safety um, like earlier in the game. Giants defense held the, the commanders to seven points. That's something the Giants defense haven't been able to do all year to anybody. So I think that's the biggest thing right here is like Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, whatever reason, this whole team plays better. Yeah, that Tyrod Taylor, um, uh... That was like a sneaky, um, a sneaky gem for for anybody that was doing picks. That was a sneaky gem. Yeah, I mean, I if the bookmakers are gonna keep putting up odds that have them as underdogs because Tyrod's like a a downgrade compared to Andrew, uh, I mean uh, Daniel Jones. I might I might have to keep around with the Giants depending on who they play. Bro, the win. I just seen a play of the the, the Bills kicking a field goal. The win was insane in New England. That bitch literally took that whole like two miles left, right? It was insane there. There was um, wasn't the Giants game? I think the Ravens game. No, uh, oh, it was this the next game we're about to talk about the Bears Raiders, thirty to twelve. Bears beat the Raiders, but the win was insane there too. Daniel Carlson missed like a forty-one yarder. That bitch just flew like straight to the left. Mm-hmm. But back up. Division two, two-time All-American, Heisman winning quarterback for the Bears. First Division two player to start since 2010. First Division two quarterback to play since the 1950s. Oh, wow. Comes out and gets a win. Very first ever start. And he did his fucking thing. They scored literally every quarter. <laughs> he did everything, like, only the numbers don't show it because he only he threw for like 150 or 170. Like he didn't throw for many yards, but like they're do they're getting good drives. Like the ball gets in a good field position because they throw an interception. Hoyer threw an interception. The rookie came in, he threw an interception. Defense played well, setting up good drives, and they scored most every every time they got into the red zone. 
That shit is crazy. I mean, we was talking about um, we were talking about the Patriots on the preview. We were talking about the Patriots, like they're gonna make this game a sneaky game because this isn't a team that you want to turn over the ball on. I didn't know the Bears were coming through ready to fucking. Their defense was electric because this game really should be like 36, 30 to thirty to seven. Like they definitely scored that last touchdown. Jacoby Myers and garbage time. And I said take the Devontae Adams over on the receptions. It was six and a half. They try to scare you off with such a high number. You got to get seven catches. He got the seven. He had five in the first drive alone. Like I was like, yeah, start complaining to the media. You're gonna get you're gonna get the ball. Nah, that's crazy. That's true. AJ Brown, and Deontay Foreman, three touchdowns this game for the Bears, the running back. It is. And the offense looked pretty good. I think it's because when without Justin Fields, they actually ran the ball with the running backs. They didn't just like run the ball a couple of times and then let the quarterback run. Next game on the slate, we had uh, – I think that's all the 1 o'clock games. Let me double-check. Yeah. Next game on the slate, Steelers beating the Rams 24-17 to in L.A. T.J. Watt, I mean, what was it? Uh, did he get the pick six? No, it wasn't a pick six, but it was an interception. That was almost a pick six. George Pickens, 120-something yards this game, coming alive in the second half. Rams, they kind of they they started off hot, and then after the halftime, the Steelers just had answers for them. No, that's the best way to fucking explain it. I started, I was watching this game, thinking like, oh, Rams, easy win, great fucking pick, good shit, my boys. And then you get to motherfucking, you get to set to the second half, like Cooper Cup is eating Puka. Pooper's over here getting 30 yard receptions. Everything's good. And then you get to the second half and it's dead. Right off the cliff. Uh, Cooper Cup, he had a terrible week. The Steelers had his ass in the box. What was it? Uh, two catches for 29 yards on seven targets. Mm-hmm. Puka had a great game, though, but Cooper Cup was put into a box. And I think that was the key to stopping the Rams because they're still going to try to force it to him. He did catch a nice one against the sideline. They didn't see his other catch, though. But, yeah, they put him in a box. But, like, in that first half, they tried it. <laughs> uh, Mike Tomlin, this team, even though they probably shouldn't be, I think they're going to find a way to go above 500 once again. Yeah, for sure. Maybe try to sneak their way into the playoffs so they can start gelling better offense. Yeah, if the Kenny Pickett, if, if – because they're coming off the bye, and the offense in the second half definitely clicked, and it was because they were throwing that ball deep. So if they continue to play like that, they could actually do something. Facts. Next game, Seahawks beating the Cardinals 20-10. to Man, when Joshua Dobbs ran that bitch in, it was 10-7. Cardinals took the lead. I really was sitting here. And then Geno Smith throws an interception. I was sitting here like, bro, like the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals can do it. The Cardinals' offense has never put anything together. They made a couple good drives late, and it, it got stopped or fumble or something. And Devin Witherspoon continued catching the interception in the red zone. Like Seahawks found a way to win this game, but I definitely think the Cardinals made this shit closer. Just couldn't put points on the board. 
No, nah, man. I mean, when Josh Dobbs scored, he texted me. He said, Dobbs, bitch. And I'm just like, oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And I was getting ready for a function I had to get ready for. But I was just looking like, this fucking Cardinals team heard everybody say, like, yeah, you guys aren't expected to win a single game this year. You're not a betting favorite in a single fucking game. They heard that and even though they're not winning every game and they've only won one game, but it's like the fact that they come in just so feisty, so hot, so electric, try to win, try to put that thing on you. And I thought they almost had to see Seahawks for a second, but there was a, there was a play where they fucking smashed, you know, like at the four or five yard line. I'm thinking like, yeah, this Cardinals team isn't giving up shit. But the Seahawks and Pete Carroll, they're going to find a way to win. Yeah, and uh, Jake Bobo, undrafted rookie, wide receiver, gets that, like, touchdown where he basically toed taps, but, like, it was his toes touched the ground a split second before it rolled into out of bounds. But I guess that's technically a legal catch. So I was like, I don't know the rules too much. Mm-hmm. Next game on the slate, Broncos beating the Packers 19-17. to I locked up the pack. Oh no, no, I didn't lock it. You locked up the Packers. Bronco County, I guess our shares are looking pretty a little bit better right now. Lutz, uh, Russell Wilson leading the fourth quarter drive, three minutes. They kick a field goal. They take the lead. Packers get the ball back. Um, I believe the yeah the Packers are making a good. A good little, not a little drive, but then a couple plays into it. Jordan Love throws the interception, basically seals the game, and Broncos get their was a second win on the year. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you for explaining what the fuck happened in this because I trusted Jordan Love. I thought this was the team that they that this Packers offense gets up for. So I was expecting them to drop like thirty something points personally. So when I seen it, I was like, oh, you guys didn't produce. Didn't produce at all. Jordan Love was in 180 yards, the game-sealing interception in the fourth quarter. Run game kind of non-existent still. Honestly, it, lo- it looks like the Matt LaFleur system isn't as good as it's supposed to be if Aaron Rodgers isn't at helm. And I don't know how hot Matt LaFleur's seat is right now, but the Packers are 2-4. and four. And y'all moved on from Aaron Rodgers to let Jordan Love run the show. And this is not the Packers organization standard two and four season. Do you think, uh, do you think Matt LaFleur could potentially get fired this season, Kev? Um, I definitely think he's on a low key hot seat just off the fact that they didn't do good last year with Aaron Rodgers. But I also don't think they're going to fire him immediately. I think they would try to give, in one more year, but like they also got rid of Mike McCarthy after like ten years, just for like two two bad seasons. So I don't know, man. I think they can figure it out, like potentially, and then he can try to use the. I mean, everybody's young. Give me one more year to let them mature. But that's what it's looking like. And then our last game at four o'clock: Chiefs beating the Chargers thirty-one to seventeen. Patrick Mahomes throws for 424 yards, four touchdowns. Travis Kelsey has 179 yards on 12 catches and a touchdown. 
National Tight Ends Day, and he's the king of the tight ends. There's no re- there's no other way to explain it why he went off the way he did. Chargers kept it. It was 17-17 in the second quarter. It was looking like a shootout, and then the Chiefs defense locked up to Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, everybody, and the Chiefs just kept piling on points and points and points. How do you feel about the Taylor Swift extravaganza with her man cooking up the field? This motherfucker. You seen the graphic that they posted on like his, his um his average yards per play when um per game when Taylor Swift is there versus when she's not in attendance. And I was like, this is actually crazy. They're saying think, he's the he's the Jordan Poole of the NFL. That's funny. And I think it was and then there were a couple plays where I was like, Oh yeah, it's because this girl is here. Because like for example, that touchdown he got when he was like at the three yard line. And like fucking fought through a pile of motherfuckers to fucking lay back and extend to get that fucking touchdown was insane. I was like, that was a my girls watching type play. Yeah, my girls watching. I can do this. So I respect it. So I mean, the NFL is gonna make their money off of the Swifty shit. But I just think it was insane how this game was so like electric and so back and forth. And it was seventeen seventeen, like. They were going back and forth every time. Every time the Chiefs had something, the Chargers had something to capitalize. And then out of nowhere, that shit is dead. Like the Chiefs are just going back unanswered points, unanswered, unanswered. And I'm just like, wow, this was a shootout till it wasn't. Yeah, Justin Herbert throwing the interception. He had multiple interceptions this game, but he threw an interception to um, coming out of halftime, like the very first drive. And then he throws another interception late when they're trying to come back into it. But he didn't have a good game. Austin Eckler had like 20 yards. It was just a bad day for Staley and them. Not for real. Next game and final game on the slate, Sunday night football. Eagles beat the Dolphins 31-17. to Pretty dominant showing by the Eagles in this game. Uh. I'm gonna ask you the question too. Like I, I, it's a good question. I can't even be mad at it. Like, are the Dolphins pretenders? We no. I mean, you guys are just really, 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 really explosive. So like, well, first off, y'all are missing three O linemen. You're playing against probably the number two, number one, or number two team in the league right now. The winner. I was telling my mom the winner of this game would probably be considered number one afterwards just because of the level of competition. And then, as well as the Eagles just were killing y'all boys on that fourth down. So, like, I wouldn't call y'all pretenders for losing to the Eagles. I would just say that, like, oh, this is what you got to deal with. So y'all better be ready. And y'all got to keep that explosion. How do you guys feel about your own team? How'd y'all do? The O-line issues, the flag issues. There was a, a cleared miss call, a couple missed calls by the rest where they were either grabbing our defensive linemen, like holding through the, like, you know, you can't like choke slam somebody, but there's a couple of those. Uh, AJ Brown, 125 yards. Like this was his fifth straight game with hundred or fourth straight game, 125 yards tied with Calvin Johnson. Our defense is just, there's a couple of big third down stops, but it was third, fourth and one, they get the tush push, but our defense. This is the how many weeks are we doing this? We're, I'm talking about our defense lining up thirty plus points. Like, 
we were making big plays. We got the fumble. We got an interception. We got a sack. Lane Johnson gave up his first sack since 2020. Like, we had some big plays, but we also let up a lot of drives that lead to a lot of points. Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown. Literally caught it, no one in front of him. And then also now nowhere drops it, kicks it on accident. And then, like, it was just every little thing that could go wrong went wrong for us. And I don't want to say we're pretenders because that's why we lost. Like, everything that went wrong, that could go wrong, did go wrong for us. But it is scary that we went up against two playoffs slash Super Bowl caliber people. And both games we lost by multiple possessions. These weren't three-point games. These weren't whoever has the ball at the end of the game wins it. This wasn't a, a touchdown game. These are multiple possession games to at in the fourth quarter. Like these are not super duper close games. So if we're winning close, if we're losing these super close games, I'm not too scared. But the fact that we're losing by 10, 14, 20 points, it's that's not a good look if you want to be a legit contender for Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, I respect it. I mean, the Eagles just looked good. I mean, A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift got a little shifty in the mix a little bit, and Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns. I mean, sometimes, like you said, the defense can't be letting up 30 points and expect to win a Super Bowl. But sometimes it's just a team that's ready to fucking play. Yeah, I mean, good win on the Eagles, but – We'll be back. I just, I we'll we'll play another great team, and we'll see. Well, I, I gotta, we'll, we'll see how we do against them because I know how how we'll beat the Panthers and the Giants and the Broncos. Yeah, I gotta see the Bills again. Yeah, I gotta see. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, I got options. It does make yeah, my just... it does make my day a little better knowing the Bills lost also. So we're still number one in AFC East. Nice, but this and this week was insane. There was so many close fucking games. I do have the official numbers for us, too. We went on our locks. You went 1-1 one one with your Packers and Chiefs. I went 0-2 on the Bucks and Rams. We both went 0-1 on our dogs. You had the Lions. We got Luau. I had the Cardinals, who just didn't want to win. And in our overall picks, I went 3-9 and nine to your 7-5 and five before Monday Night Football. This was an atrocious week. You currently sit 61 and 33 to my 60 and 34, but that doesn't account for this current week standing. So you're probably at like a five game advantage right now. I'm just trying to get above 500. Yeah, but I mean, absolutely seven and five and three and nine. Definitely, I think our worst weeks to date on like you still have above 500 day, but I got absolutely cooked. I was scared because then the previous time, I'm very sure about a lot of things. I was like, oof. When I seen the Falcons beat the um, Bucks, I was like, all right, that low-key puts me a little ahead. So I was like, that's a what? Nice play. That's why we always run with our team. Yeah. Man, I, I was upset. When, when the Browns lost – when the Browns beat the Colts because I took the Colts the way they did, I was like, this ain't going to be a good week for me. Yeah, I seen that. And I was like – because I already put in my mind, like, the Colts had beat them, like, Cause that game could have been stopped like four times, I swear. But like, when I seen the Browns won, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is my week to bust Paul ass." We still got Monday Night Football coming up. Vikings, 
versus 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, Adebo Samuel will be out. Trent, uh, Trent Williams is doubtful to play. Debo Samuel's got a hairline fracture. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. And Christian uh, McCaffrey is looking like he may play. But no Debo, no Trent Williams. I say, man, you know you want to take you some prime time, Kirk. Go ahead and switch it. To no, I ain't switching it. We're still both riding the 49ers. Can't bet on prime time, Kirk. But ah, that's real shit. Stay tuned for the rest of the Totally Blitz podcast. We got the UFC 294 recap coming up, and I got some shit to say on that. We still got the next week pick. Stay tuned on that. Thursday Night Football is right around the corner. And, of course, the boxing recap and picks coming this weekend. We got, I think, yeah, this is Francis Nugano, Tyson Fury picks edition. So I definitely you'll see Kevin the fold on the boxing episode. As always, if y'all stay tuned to this, go down, like, and subscribe. We appreciate y'all boys. Comment what y'all thought of the episode, y'all thought of the week. Anything y'all bet on, we want to hear it. I'm Paul Pickle-Winham. Join, as always, with Kevin, Waterboy, Savoy. This has been our episode of Totally Blix Podcast. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>